Hello everyone, welcome to DST Presents Twin Peaks. My name's John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. You too, John. Another week, another Twin Peaks episode. Yes, episode 10. Up to part yeah. 10, yeah. Got eight left after this. I'll say, yeah, we're more than halfway now, definitely. Yeah, uh, really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I felt it started off a bit stronger than it ended up finishing, but... Yeah. A lot of... A lot I feel of, like we learnt a lot, though, in yourself. Yeah, definitely. We, we do get a lot of... Uh, and we catch up with a few characters we're not seen for for quite a few weeks as well, you know, Becky and Steve and that kind of thing. I, so. I, I thought we were going to. At one point, I thought that this is definitely when we're going to catch up with one we've not seen since the original first season, but it didn't happen. So. Well, I, I've been thinking this, you know. I was thinking today. We've had James back for one for literally one scene, I think, in episode one or two, I think it was. Do you remember, he was in the club at the end. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, we've not seen Audrey yet. That's the, that's the person I thought we'd see, but yeah, we've seen Nadine, uh, Nadine a couple of times, but no Big Ed. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, he's definitely coming back at some point. But I'm really wondering: are they saving all the big guns for like, the last three, four episodes for like a big, a big proper Twin Peaks finale or something? Maybe. You know, I'm hoping so. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, we know we, we know for a fact Audrey's coming back, don't yeah, we? Yeah, Audrey, uh, Ed's definitely coming back. Audrey's definitely in it. I'm hoping James. That can't just be all we get. A James one episode. Kind I don't of know. Thing. It feels to me like David Lynch is just like, well, I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. I'll, I'll put him in there, but I'll, I'm just gonna throw him in for a couple of seconds because that's just just a taste kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like like he's just kind of like I'm doing what I want to do. Kind of. Yeah, thing. it feels a bit like fan service so far when they're throwing them in. But yeah. I'm hoping by the end of the season. There'll be a genuine reason for them to have come back into it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I guess, I guess like with uh, oh, in fact, we'll get onto it later on in the scene in, in the uh, episode. But there's like bits where like they're talking of certain characters from the original series, and it makes me think, oh, maybe um, like in relation to that, we'll see them. But we'll get that yeah. into that later on. Yeah, hoping. Like I said, I've got this. Might not pan out to be true but I'm just hoping for the last three or four episodes there's some big thing that Cooper's got to go back to Twin Peaks for and they're all involved in the plot you know some like plot to like help Cooper or something like that but yeah do you want to jump straight into the episode yeah definitely I've tried to do it by location again just because it was jumping around that kind of thing so uh, we'll start in Buckhorn yep there's not much there really but we'll start in Buckhorn with catching up with uh, uh, Gordon Cole and Albert I think we first meet them where Albert is on a date with Constance. Well, it looks like a date anyway. Yeah. With, uh, with Constance, who is the... She works in the morgue, I believe. I think in the past I've just called her the mor- morgue woman or something. Was, it, was this the first scene? Or mor- mortician, that's what I called her, sorry. Was this the first scene we saw? Not in the film, in the episode, but the first one in Buckhorn, I think. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Buckhorn. Starting in Buckhorn. That's her. Uh and it's just an, a weird little scene yeah. where you can't hear what Albert and uh, Constance are saying at the dinner table. And you can barely even hear what Gordon and uh, Tammy are saying when they're looking over and just like giggling, you yeah, know, yeah. giggling like schoolgirls or something. Like, uh, just a nice little scene, I thought, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just thought that Albert's on a date, like, <laughs> <laughs> found a kindred spirit in Constance. <laughs> uh, we then cut from there to Gordon Cole in his hotel room. And I think he was doing like a drawing or something when like the, the doorbell rang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing some weird drawing. Uh, and he goes to answer it. And he opens it and it when he opens the door, there's a weird vision of Laura. Is she crying? 
Yeah, I think so. I think it was when she was younger rather than the older version we've seen in this season. Yeah. It was like when she was younger and like he's just looking at her like for a bit. Yeah, Laura's crying and she's she's framed in a really weird way in the, in the door frame. It's just a weird shot. Yeah. Gordon's, Gordon's taken aback at first. But then once the image fades, it's Albert stood there with uh, with some news for, for Gordon. Yeah, you like when when he when he uh, sees it's Albert, Albert starts looking around and he's like Yeah there's something behind me or something. Yeah, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so he uh, he lets Albert in. No idea what the Laura thing is to be honest with you, but he lets Albert in. And at this point Albert informs Gordon that he he must have had like a trace on Diane's phone or something. And she's, he knows, they now know, that she's received a text from uh, the evil Coop, which was the, the conversation is lively around the dinner table or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, that was it. The conversation is lively around the dinner table. Yeah. I think it's then said that she responded, didn't she? She did. She replied saying, I think it was something like, they have Hastings, which is Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and he'll take them to the site, which I believe is like, some kind of gateway, maybe, to the uh, that he talked about. Is that his surname then? Uh, yeah, I think it's Hastings. Bill Hastings. I think. Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't get that. I, I thought they were referring to the Battle of Hastings as a man. Oh, right. I, I, I didn't remember that. That was his name. But yeah, I think that that means that means Bill. So, uh, but uh, what? How do you feel about this? Diane could be possibly working with Evil Cooper. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not sure about that, but. Mm. Um, I don't know. With it being a Lynch works, I'm thinking you might flip this on its head. I'm hoping. I don't want Diane to be evil. After yeah. all this, we finally meet her. And it turns out she's you know, working with the evil Cooper. Uh, I mean, another thought is I'm thinking, she always loved Cooper. Maybe she doesn't know that it is the evil Cooper. Well, Maybe, yeah. I'm saying that a couple of episodes ago, she did say there was something missing. True, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think she's quite aware. Was that not an act? Maybe looking back now, you don't know, do you? Now, now that we know that she's like helping him out. Yeah, maybe. And if she does feel guilty about the fact she's been working with Evil Cooper for all this time, it would explain the whole uh, drink problem. You know, all, all stuff yeah, like that. True, yeah. So maybe that uh, that could play a part into it. Uh, after we learn that information, we then cut to. Uh, Tammy in a weird, a weird slow motion shot of her walking, walking down the down corridor. The corridor, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it was in slow motion, but she walks to the room with a photo. Just sorry, D- didn't did Tammy walk into the room before this that they were having a talk- conversation in, or did it just cut straight to that? Well, this is the bit I think where she shows her walking down the corridor. Oh, and she, to she, the room. To the room, yeah. She joins. She yeah. joins them in the hotel room, yes, yeah. I she joins them and she has a photo of Evil Cooper at the location in New York where the box was being built. Yeah, Remember this? yeah. I feel like he was sat in the box, if anything. Do you think so? I yeah. I, I couldn't really tell, to be honest. Uh, what, I, what I think it is, maybe, they've mentioned a few times about how there was a, a weird financial backer behind what happened in New York, you know, those early episodes. Yeah. You mentioned that one guy's paid a fortune to do this. Saying it's Evil Dale. Yeah, basically. I think Evil Dale, with all his drug money that he seems to have got from <laughs> South America, for whatever reason, has built this box to almost like catch or trap something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Coop. I don't know. Maybe try and catch good Coop. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, well, or feel, whatever I this feel, other thing was. I feel like Dale actually did go into the box at one point, didn't he? Yeah, that's what I don't get. The, but it didn't man- manage to keep him in there, I don't know. Yeah, immediately the, the evil thing came right afterwards and broke its way out. Was that after him, yeah? After Coop, yeah. 
so for whatever reason, Evil Cooper is behind this box. And we don't know what the purpose is, but he's built it for a reason as part of his big like grand plan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to wait and find out what that is. But I definitely. Okay, so uh, we'll jump from there. We'll go to uh, Twin Peaks. We pick up with a scene here that it really bothered me. This uh, I've seen a thing online today about how a lot of people, going back to episode one, a lot of people were bothered about the violence towards women in the whole series. They yeah. said it felt dated. But I think he's doing it for a point almost. He's making a point about things, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just something about the state of the current world, you know, I don't know, maybe something like that. Yeah, but maybe, yeah. I don't think I don't think he's just out of touch. I think he's generally making a point with this because it is it's sickening. I know it's it is disgusting this scene yeah. that you're about to talk about. We've only met Miriam once and she seemed like a really nice person. Uh, who who was she now? Was she working in the cafe? She was eating in the cafe, eating, eating a pastry, I think it was, yeah, or a Danish or something. Now, yes. And even uh, Shelley and oh, I forgot the name of the other lady who works with her, the oh, one who laughs, Heidi, uh, the one who laughs all the time. They made a comment about how what a nice person she was, and they'll do something nice for her as a yeah, treat. Yeah. Uh, but she spotted Richard run the kid over, and that's why Richard come, comes to the house. Richard Horn comes to the, to the trailer to try and presumably coerce her into not saying did, anything. Did he like? How did he know that? But I'm assuming, like, it's the bit we find out in a minute, isn't it? That, um, like, did she go to the police? He spotted her when he drove past. Oh, did he? Yeah, literally, they saw each other. Oh. So she knew that he'd done it, and he knew that she'd seen him do it. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So he goes to the trailer, uh, and basically just. I don't think he actually kills her outright. Uh, he goes in and just presumably beats her senseless or something, or chokes her. It's kind of horrible, though, isn't it? I mean, it's. I found it kind of weird because. He stood, stood outside and, and she's just telling him, like, oh, yeah, I've, I've told the police, uh, I've rang the police and I've sent a letter. I'm just like, why are you telling him this? Yeah, and if you're going to tell him this, lie a bit. Don't just say, I sent it yesterday. Tell him I sent it a week ago so yeah. that he'll definitely, the sheriff will definitely have it, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> bit of kind of a, a run downfall a bit here because Richard then goes in and attacks her. Do, do we get the, is he going to blow the trailer up or something? I, I didn't get this. I didn't. Because he left a candle burning, and I thought at first he was going to like leave the gas running or something. Uh, no, but I, I don't did, think he did, did no, he? <laughs> no, I think that was just a shot of a candle. Like she must have had it burning. Well, I think I'm sure he lit it. I, should, I think you can see through the window, the window, <laughs> uh, through the window, the, him light the candle, and he walks out, and the camera then goes into the trailer, shows the candle, and it almost pans past the hob, and I, that's why I kind of thought like, has he left the gas on to like? Blow up the trailer or something. I don't think he did, but looking back, but I thought that I thought at the time that was the plan. The reason being, the camera pan is over, and Miriam's on the floor with blood pouring everywhere, but she's still breathing. Did you notice this? Was she? And I don't know whether it's because the actress made a mistake or whether she was meant to still be genuinely breathing or not. Yeah. You could you could see her her back rising and, and falling with the with the breath. I didn't spot that, but good spot. (laughs) Yeah, but again, I don't know whether it was intentional or not. so Miriam could be dead. We don't know. Probably a good bet to guess that she is. Yeah. Uh, Richard dealt with her, and as he mentioned, she mentioned, as you mentioned, she mentioned that she sent a letter to Sheriff Truman, saying if anything happens to me, this is what happened, and it's Richard. And she only did that yesterday. <laughs> this Which, is this is where we find out about Chad. Yeah, we'll just jump straight to that. He calls Chad who was clearly now, just no doubt about it, a corrupt cop. Yeah. 
working in the drug industry, everything is helping Richard cover up murders. Uh, and he tells Chad to intercept a letter before it gets to Sheriff Truman. And uh, the scene where he does it is quite funny. Uh, yeah. I, I actually quite like Chad. I think he's quite yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, he comes out to the reception area of the Twin Peaks uh, Sheriff Department and just starts looking at the donuts and just looking out the window. And I, I didn't click at first what he was doing because it was quite a while after the other scene, this bit. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually he realised Lucy's really, really suspicious of him, thinking, what, what, what's he up to? <laughs> and eventually the mailman turns up and he, he dashes out to meet him. Uh, do you think Lucy actually caught a sight of what he was doing here? See, I don't know, because like, from the angle that we saw it at, you couldn't actually see him do it, could you? Like, You could see his arm move a he bit. He just slipped something inside his shirt, didn't he? You but couldn't, like, you couldn't really tell, could you? Uh, but then afterwards, when he goes back in and gives her the letters, it felt almost as if like, she was counting the letters. I don't know if like she was expecting a certain yeah, number. Yeah, checking or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if she was expecting a certain number of letters or something. Yeah, maybe. If or, tell- or maybe if she like spoke to the post office, they might be able to tell her that she was expecting a certain number. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in the next episode. But I'd like to think Lucy was switched on enough to actually spot this, but you, you just don't know, do you, with, with Lucy? Well, she definitely <laughs> knew something was up, though, didn't she? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, something was fishy. Uh, we'll jump from there to Carl Rod back at the trailer park uh, played by Harry Dean Stanton he's 91 now Harry Dean Stanton yeah, <laughs> that's some age that I'm not going to lie he doesn't I, he obviously looks his age but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like he, he, he looks almost good for his age though to be working at 91 that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive he looks like, almost yeah. quite good for his age yeah he's playing something called the Red River Song on his guitar yeah yeah I remember that and in the middle of this, we get a coffee cup thrown through a trailer window. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this is Fingy's um, daughter, isn't it? Um, it is. Uh, Shelley's. Shelley's daughter, yes. Yeah. Becky. Again, this one threw me the scene. Becky's been threatened by a boyfriend, Stephen. I hate this actor anyway. I've, I've forgotten how his name. We mentioned him before, but yeah, yeah. He, he always seems to play creepy, uh, creepy parts. And he's just shouting at her, telling her not got enough money for this, not enough money for a new home, for drugs, <laughs> pretty much everything. <clears throat> and just really going to town on her. Yeah, it just went through me a bit, you know, just the it domestic is... kind of abuse and what have you. I know, like, I, I know what you mean. It's like, I feel like you might be right about this whole Lynch making a point because. Like, yeah, this is what it I mean. Like, gets to you, doesn't it's it? like he's trying to hammer something home kind of thing. Not, mm-hmm. It's not just a case of being dated and out of touch. I think he. He's trying to get at something, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That, uh, but yeah, it kind of bothered me that, and, and coupled with the fact that her mum Shelley was abused with by Leo for like all that time, oh, you know, yeah. it was just like repeating the same, uh, the same stuff her mum did. Uh, I think that's all we really learned from that bit, isn't it? Just the fact that he's, you know, abusive a bit and of a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll jump from there to uh, Doctor Ramp. We're calling him now, Doctor Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having a, another rant again. I'll be honest with you, I've got no idea what he was ranting about. Pretty yeah. much the point I took from this is that he's selling gold shovels at the end again. <laughs> so, yeah. like a prelude to a gold I, shovel sale. I, I, I genuinely couldn't tell you what he was saying. But yeah. I, just, I loved it because that woman with the eye patch was watching him. And... I love this bitch. It cuts to Nadine again. And she's in her office. If you remember from the old show, she was uh, really into drape, drape runners. Yeah, <laughs> remember yeah. this, the curtains and the drape runners and stuff. And um, yeah, the the, uh, the shop she's now running is called Run Silent, Run Drape, yeah. which is a play on the old film, uh, Run Silent, Run Deep. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite like that. 
and it, it has like a in the in the shop window. It's got a runner going back and forth, yeah. revealing a golden shovel. I saw this as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to think she's the only person who bought one of these gold shovels from her. But she, she seems to be like proper like impressed by him, didn't she? She's mm. like, oh, this. I think did she say something at one point about him as well? Like, oh, like he's so cool. Or something. Yeah, and I feel like she might be his number one fan. Yeah, but we've also seen Jerry Horn. He was Listening like, to him quite a bit as well from from the uh, forest, I believe. Yeah, but I, I still don't know what Jerry Horn is doing. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually seen him in this episode, didn't we? I can't. I was going to say, did we catch up with him in this episode? I can't but remember. I'm now. Pretty sure. Like, I'm assuming he was trying to catch the uh, the show, but like he was holding his phone up and it said no signal on it. Ah, right. Couldn't it seems to get so. He, I'm assuming he was trying to get hold of the show, but Try I don't tune know. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that scene. Uh, we'll then jump to we catch up with Johnny Horn, who we thought was dead last week. I think was it last week? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. And when he ran into a wall, <laughs> uh, he just badly injured his head by the look of it. Yeah, yeah. But this is really weird. We catch up with Johnny sat at a dinner table, all tied up, wasn't he? All and like a like a homemade straitjacket yeah. or something, looking at like a teddy bear. With that, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing I've seen. It, it was like it had teddy bear with like a. I don't know, almost upside down fishbowl oh, with a light weird. in it, mm. which was kind of light. It had, and I think he had like a really badly drawn face on the front as well. Two like massive eyes on it or something. It was yeah. terrifying. It was really creepy. I don't know like if that was supposed to comfort him or not, but it wouldn't comfort me, tell you that much. Like something from a nightmare or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, and it kept repeating, hello, Johnny, how are you today? <laughs> which again, just weird. <laughs> yeah. He seemed totally transfixed by it. But in the meantime, we see a car pull up outside, and it's Richard Horn again, uh, up to his old tricks. He forces his way into the house and threatens his grandmother, threatens to uh, to beat Johnny up, that kind of thing, if he can't get all the money she has right now to, to skip town. I think she offers him uh, her purse, and he's like, no, I want the safe. Yeah. He gets the code out of an auntie, basically... Th- Physically yeah. threatens her on the floor, which again she goes through me. Kind of I think thing. he's holding her by the throat, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and, and and she's trying to say it, and like she can't even say it because he's choking her, and, and but then she manages to get out. Of it. I think it's like one four seven one or something. Yeah, the idea of like uh, physically abusing your own grandmother, it's just like oh my god, like this, like this guy. She, it's, I think this is another scene. It's it, it proper yeah. domestic abuse again. Yeah, like it's, it's just really like, quite hits you hard, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think I think our theory of Richard Horn being the product of Evil Cooper raping Audrey Horn might might you know this yeah, kind of stuff kind of you know might might prove it kind of thing. Because in the in the original series, like the last we've seen of well, the last we know of Audrey Horn was she left the Black Lodge with Evil Dale, didn't he? She Audrey is this? Yes, sorry. No, so you. Audrey was in oh, the, no, bank, the bank explosion. Oh God! It, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, we know, but we know from this season that um, Evil Dale went to visit her in the hospital. She was in a coma. Yeah, he went in there and left the room looking a bit shifty. Yeah. So you kind of make your own mind up there. Like yeah. eventually she woke up out of the coma. 
Oh, well, I presume, I presume she did. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're not seeing yeah, her. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope she did. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine if that's the only way we see her now. She's just going to be lying on her bed. Yeah, she might wake up at the end or something. I know. <laughs> mm. Ready for a second season. <laughs> I, I really want to catch up with... I mean, that's another thing. I don't know whether Lynch is planning to follow this up again or whether this is meant to like be just, right, I've finished it all here. I mean... I'd love to get out to have more. No, I, I would, but like from... I think you told me, didn't you, that... Um, He's not calling this a season, he's calling this a film. Mm. So, unless he wants to make a sequel film, then... Yeah, an 18-hour film, yeah. Like, I mean, an 18-hour film's got to be quite a shift. That, that's mm. got to be something like quite difficult to get put together. And Lynch doesn't really have time on his side. He's like 72 or 73 now, I think. Mm. So, uh, yeah, he'll have to get a move on. He wants to do more Twin Peaks, though. <laughs> Still, still looking suave though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, still, <laughs> still a cool guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we'll go from there. Oh, uh, just cutting back to the bit where Richard is abusing his grandmother, yeah. gets all the money out of the safe. This is the bit that really gets me. He comes back down again, and like she, the grandmother's bit, uh, clearly shaken. Yeah. And it's like, and I will take the purse as well. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you can't. <laughs> just a bit of a knobby. Yeah, and he actually wouldn't really leave. So he says to her, like, uh, why couldn't you just made it easy? And then he calls her a cunt on the yeah, way out yeah. as well. And it's like, oh, God, like, he really is a scumbag. It's disgusting, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and, and the grandmother, I think she's called Sylvia, she then phones Benjamin Horn, her ex-husband, saying I need more money because Richard's just come along and stole it all. And Benjamin said, I, I can't give you any more money, you know, it's that's it kind of thing. I think, I think that ends, doesn't it, with her saying, you will, I'm calling my lawyer. <laughs> yeah, he's got his head in his hands. And I, I kind of get the feeling here that all the way through this series, Benjamin Horn is trying to be a new man. Yeah, yeah. Because in the old show, he slept around. He, uh, I think at one point he was like dealing drugs almost, like Laura or something. He was, I feel like he was, yeah, he was quite a character in the first season. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was him or his brother. I think it was him that um, went a bit mental in the original, didn't he? It was, and yeah. He, and he, he started reenacting like, uh, like the Civil War. Was that him? Yeah, I thought he was like General Custer or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. Uh, and so I feel like he's trying to turn over a new leaf, yeah. trying to be a new man again. But at the end of this phone call, he just goes, Beverly, do you want to go for dinner? Because yeah. he's finally just giving to, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to cheat again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is he cheating though? Because by the sounds of it, he's actually not with his wife anymore. I was thinking this. Is he actually in a relationship anymore? But so, I mean, he knows that she would be cheating by doing it. So it's still kind of a bit, you know, like, a bit bad. I guess but, so. Yeah. Especially, especially how we know about his, uh, about her husband, her husband. or partner. Or whatever. Yeah, not in the best of health. Uh, Okay, we then cut from there to uh, we meet meet up with Hawk again, yeah. uh, having like a conference call with the log lady. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of what she tells him here, but the point of it seems to be to me, she mentions electricity is coming, and we've mentioned before about how electricity seems like that that's what the a lot of things are used to travel through. Yeah, uh, Cooper came through a power power plug. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I think like. I'm pretty sure the uh, was it the um, the woodsman that they 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 had a very like distinct sound of electricity, didn't like crackling they? and stuff. Yeah, 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 that's the point. Yeah. So like there there is a, like a lot of electricity. In they this. could be on the way back because the the time we caught up with the woodsman, it was in a flashback. Once it? it wasn't in modern day. Yeah, it was in a flashback. Yeah. There's been a few of them popping about here and there in modern day, but I think they're going to come back in a big way, probably for a big finale. Yeah, I imagine so. 
which mentions the electricity is coming, but the glow is dying. Uh, I don't know what actually that means, but you know. No. Uh, and she says that the, the Truman brothers are both true men and good men, meaning Frank and Harry. Frank and Harry Truman. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, are the two sheriffs. And she then says at the end, Hawk, Laura is the one. Again, what she's referencing here, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out, but yeah. And it's just a nice little scene again. I thought we'd seen the Log Lady for the last time in, in this series, but quite nice I to mean, catch up with her again. When she's saying Laura's the one, like, the only thing I can imagine is she was, like, obviously Laura Palmer's the whole start of the series. Mm. She's the whole reason this series exists kind of thing. Yeah. Because, because she died, and we were kind of finding out why that happened. So, I don't know, maybe... She was, I don't know, because like I feel like in this season we have found out that, um, I'm pretty sure in an earlier season we found out that, um, in an earlier episode, sorry, we found out that um, that little like bubble kind of thing went yeah. into the screen and that basically bought, like gave birth to Laura Power, didn't it? Yeah, she's like a reaction to the Bob bubble, the evil yeah. Bob bubble. She's the good version of that kind of thing. So, so like she, she might literally be like the answer to. Yeah, she might be the one to get rid of Bob yeah. in the end, at the end of it all. I, I'd like it if that's how it went, you know, that this all leads down to Laura versus Bob kind of thing. Oh, imagine. <laughs> I'd be well happy with that, yeah. yeah. Old, old Laura versus... Dead Bob. <laughs> no, dead Bob, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I imagine they'd have like evil Coop standing for him kind of thing. But, yeah. uh, we'll then jump from there to Vegas, catch up with a bit of Vegas stuff. Oh, we've a uh, good day on now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, before that bit, we've got the Mitchum brothers, oh, yeah, you know, in the yeah, casino. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the first bit we see them in the house, though. Yeah, in the house. This is quite funny. Uh, Robert Nepper, the guy from Prison Break. Yeah. I don't know which what which Mitchum brothers which, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be able to tell but you. But he's working on, like, a casino accounts or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we know that the three kind of girls who the, who, who live with them are called Candy, Sandy, and Mandy. <laughs> Which, it's definitely a Lynch thing. This, <laughs> this is a dead good scene as well. Isn't yeah. It? There's like a little fly flying around. Yeah. And uh, Candy, I believe it's it Candy, is. Candy, yeah. Um, she, she, he's trying to chase it. And I knew instantly, I was like, she's going to hit him. Yeah. I, I, I knew it. And then obviously she picks up the remote control and just smacks just him across, him across the, face. the face. Such a good scene. I loved it. I was laughing. Man. I was just thinking, though, if I was Robert Nepper, like, as that character, you'd be like, this is coming. She's going to hit me in a minute. <laughs> She's going to hit me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite good. She gives him a proper crack. The next scene is the Mitchum brothers are watching the news. Uh, Robert Nepper's got a massive shiner on the side of his face. And Candy's just crying in the corner. She's going, how can you ever love me again? <laughs> I think she says something like, will you ever be able to love me again after what I did? After what I've done. <laughs> I'm going to break down. <laughs> it's quite good. But they learn on the news, though, that Ike the Spike has been arrested. And we also catch up with all the uh, the Dougie Jones hero stuff as well, which I, I love that again. Yeah, yeah. We get the woman who calls Dougie Jones that uh, he moved like a cobra, <laughs> which was quite good. Dougie Jones moved like a cobra. <laughs> I love that. So they, you know, they're like Dougie Jones. You know, like it, it rings a bell for them, kind of thing. Just jumping back to the other Vegas, I think I'm presuming is like a casino boss. You know, the guy from Mulholland Drive who's always just sat at his desk. Uh, the, the guy from Mulholland Drive who went behind the, sh- the store and oh, got yeah, a, yeah. had like a heart attack or whatever. He calls in Tom Sizemore from the insurance company. 
the guy who we know has been up to dodge dealing because Dougie Jones caught him in the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he comes in and he tells him, I need you to go to the Mitchum brothers. Basically, Dougie Jones is still alive. He should have been bumped off by now. You go to, the, to my hated enemies, the Mitchum brothers. You tell them that Dougie Jones screwed them on, the, on an insurance deal and that'll take, take care of the... Excuse me, that'll take care of the problem for us. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you can kill Dougie Jones yourself. <laughs> Which leads then to Tom Sizemore going to the casino. Uh, he's on the, the, the casino floor, and the pit bosses are up in the the room watching. Yeah, yeah. And they send Candy down to go and pick him up. This is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I want to know what she said to her. I was just thinking she said this. To him because, like, she, she, I think she said when she went, when they asked her when she went back, she said she was talking about how good it is that they've got air conditioning because yeah. it's gonna get like it's gonna get warm or something um, in the next couple of days or something. Yeah. But like when, when you when you when you look at the video of her like um, talking to him, she's like looking over there like. Um, well, this is the thing. It could kind of tie in because she's like. I was telling him about the, how the air conditioning flows, and it's like it flows over here, and then it flows <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's just really weird. Yeah, I but guess so. But um, I'd like I, to think there was more to it. I, I mean, I don't know though, because like they are quite ditzy. What is it, Sandy, Mandy, Sandy, Mandy, and Candy? Mandy. <laughs> yeah. um, like they seem very ditzy, don't they? Because yeah. like when, when when they stood there before Candy gets sent to fetch him, um, like they're all just kind of doing this weird pose where they stood against the wall. Uh, uh, and, and like they, checking the nails and yeah, stuff, and, and, and they don't seem to know what's going on. Even when they when they call Candy's name, they go, "Oh, Candy, go and get him." And she's like, she she doesn't know what's going on. Well, I found that quite interesting because they call Candy, and she seems to be watching the monitors at some point, and they're like, "Candy," and she's like, "Oh, what? Sorry," <laughs> as if like they've broken her out or something. So there was definitely something going on with her. Yeah, I feel like there was. Yeah, she didn't want to take their orders or something, and reluctantly she went down, and God knows what she told Tom Sizemore. Before getting told by um, that bodyguard guy to bring him up, she brought him up, and just yeah, the the the, the conversation between him and the brothers uh, ensued, yeah. didn't it? I like this as well. The way it goes down, Tom Sizemore comes up and tells him, like in a very laboured way, "Look, this insurance deal that you lost a lot of money on, it was all the fault of you, uh, all the fault of your mortal enemy, Dougie Jones. <laughs> Dougie Jones <laughs> repeats it about three times, and that's like." <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know how they're going to go with this, the Mitchum brothers. They send him away in the end. But you get the impression they don't even believe him, kind of thing. I love it before he goes as well, though. Like, just before he got, he's like, he's pointing at them and just like, like remember, remember, it's Dougie Jones. <laughs> 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 Your mortal enemy is Dougie Jones. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny, that. Yeah, they just like, they didn't do, a, didn't do a good job at all of selling it to them. I get the feeling they don't believe it kind of thing, but we never know. They might try and kill him next week. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel like we've had a taste of what would happen if someone tries to kill him, though. Yeah, definitely. We've seen uh, the little extension of the arm pop up and tell him to squeeze Ike's hand off. So, good luck to anybody who comes to uh, <laughs> comes to kill him. I know, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, well, I mean oh, in fact, we'll get to this. we'll get to this in a minute because um, I, I want to say something about like what what I'm thinking about. Well, I think we're going to jump straight to, to Coop now. Anyway, to be honest, go ahead, go ahead then. Comp, uh, comp, jump to Coop and Janie at the doctors. And Jane is saying, it's not himself, it's been a bit funny recently. And the doctor's doing a full checkup, and he's like, yeah, you know, you've lost a lot of weight, Doug, uh, Dougie. 
And he just stood there, just like messing with the stethoscope. <laughs> and Na- Naomi Watts is like, like checking out his She his realizes and his pecs. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you have lost a lot of weight. <laughs> and she, she she seems to be get quite excited at yeah. the sight of him, doesn't she? Gets a look in her eye. And, and, and the, the the thought I've got is she she wasn't all that excited to see Dougie Jones that often. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, especially not his body, which I'm assuming was a bit of a beer belly, definitely um, flat chested kind of deal. <laughs> well, if you remember back to the, the the only scene with Dougie Jones in, he he was very uh, he had a paunch, you know, when he, yeah, he had yeah. like long un, uncombed hair <laughs> and stuff like. Yeah, so uh, she's definitely got an upgrade there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Then we, we then cut from we find out his blood pressure is one sixty over thirty, whatever it was, the perfect blood pressure. Uh, they then go home and Dougie's enjoying some chocolate cake. And she thinks, oh, you know, I'm going to try it on it. It's actually looking pretty good kind of thing. Uh, she's like, Dougie, do you find me attractive? And he takes, like, one look at her and goes back to the chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I thought it was so good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I think we, we... I'm sure we cut to another scene first, but, but the next time we catch up with them, they're just in bed, a shot from behind. Naomi Watts naked again. I think like Lynch likes getting Naomi Watts naked. He's done, yeah. done this a few times. And uh, we just see like Dougie's hands just <laughs> flapping at the side of the bed. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at this. Just his arm flapping the just side. Flapping. And then the camera goes over to his face, doesn't it? Yeah, and he's, uh, and like, he's just oh. there with a massive smile. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously like he's experiencing like everything for the first time. It was like yeah. he's been born like again. Like a kid again. Like, yeah. And... <laughs> And like, uh, but the bit I love is when she's just like, Dougie, Dougie! And it cuts to the little Sunny Jim in bed. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just finishes there and they go to bed together. And just a nice, sweet ending to the show, you know, like. I think, I think it like ends with like them cuddling kind of thing. Yeah. And she leans over, kisses him and goes, oh, I love you, Dougie. And, uh, and, and obviously he, because he just repeats everything. Yeah. He goes, Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and, but this is this is what, what I was going to say. Um, I, I feel like because of how nice it's going for them, I think he's going to come back soon. I, I think soon. you're... Well, I think you're right. I think you said, said this at work, didn't you? Things are going too well now for these. I think there's going to be like a tragedy or something that happens next that's, week. That's or, what I mean. Like, like m- m- tra- you might be right, it might be a tragedy, but like I can see like him getting his memories back. Yeah, and 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 then like he's obviously gonna have to say to her like, "Oh look, I'm I'm like a, I'm an agent with the FBI. Mm. Is it FBI? Is it? Yeah. yeah, I'm an agent with the FBI. Um, I'm not Juggie Jones. I I in fact don't know who the hell Juggie Jones <laughs> is. Um, I I'm Agent Dale Cooper of the FBI. So and and that's gonna break break. I, I feel like I feel dead bad because like I feel it's gonna. It's definitely going to happen before the end of the season, and now everything seems to be going so swimmingly far. It's just yeah, going to it's be, going to fall apart. It's going to be taken away from him like that, isn't it? I'm thinking as well. There's a possibility if if the Mitchum brothers are going to try and get someone to kill him, or Evil Coop's still trying to kill him, like uh, an attempt will get botched or something, and that they'll kill the kid or the or Janie, oh, you know, something like that. Her. Like you're thinking, oh god, didn't even consider that, John. Maybe yeah, just something like that. It's maybe, going like, yeah. like you mentioned, it's going way too well for them now, isn't it? Kind of thing. The, like everything, like even though like he's just he does he's not actually doing anything. He's just kind of going along with it. Everything just seems to be falling in place. But um, I f- yeah, it's got to go wrong eventually. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so I think we pretty much covered the episode, to be honest with you. Is there anything else you can oh, think? Oh, we've done it now. I think so. It feels like we've gone way too quick through that. But I know, yeah. 
I think uh, I think we've covered everything. Can you think of anything else we've missed? Um, not that I can think of, actually. You know, we've covered Buckhorn in the hotel. We've covered Twin Peaks, Doctor Ramp. Because we Excuse didn't me. we didn't see any more of like um, the sheriff or anything, have we? No, no sheriff Truman this we, week. We, we just saw Lucy and Chuck, uh, Chuck Chad. <laughs> um, I think we've covered everything, John. Yeah, Vegas. We did Coop and Janie. I think we've covered it all. A lot quicker than usual. That one. I enjoyed yeah, that. Oh, that was good, though. That was a good conversation. I thought we'd done that quite well, yeah. Yeah, enjoyed that one. Uh, just a bit of housekeeping before we finish. Uh, just to pull the curtain back, a quick look behind the curtain. Right after this, we're recording Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is finally back. It is. Uh, we're doing the full Series 7, podcasting every week, uh, with our, our reactions, instant reactions to the show. Uh and that'll be up. We're not sure yet what day, but I hopefully think, ASAP. Think, think, we're looking at uh, recording. Well, we could be both recording them now. I think we're looking at releasing them both on the same day. So we've been releasing Twin Peaks on the Wednesday every yeah. week. We've been releasing the main podcast on the Tuesday, the day after we've been releasing the Twin Peaks one. Yeah. And I'm thinking we're going to just release the, Twin, the, the Game of Thrones one on the same day, to be honest. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Uh, so basically... I mean, everyone's a Game of Thrones fan. I'm sure. I'm sure you, whoever you are, you're watching that as well as Twin Peaks. So Definitely. head over there, check out our Game of Thrones pod. Just to mention as well, we're part of a main a main podcast called Don't Spoil the Ending, where each week we cover movies, games, TV, and, and mainly chit chat. Yeah, general chit chat and banter. What we've been up to that week, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we cover like one main movie every week. And last week we did Hot Rod. We did. Which will be up, by the time you hear this, yeah. will be up, up and available, so give that a listen. That was a funny uh, funny podcast. It was. Uh, yeah, so do you want to do social media at the end? Yeah, I'll drop um, Twitter. It's at DSTE Podcast. Um, go, go ahead and follow us over there. Um, drop us a message, anything like that. Um, we've got an Instagram, at DSTE Podcast 4. I don't know why I said art. There's not an art before <laughs> on Instagram, I don't think, anyway. Um, and recently, we uh, launched a Facebook page, mm. um, which is facebook.com forward slash DST podcast. Um, go ahead, um, fo- um, like us on there. Um, you can leave reviews on Facebook, so reviews would be more than welcome. Definitely, um, we'd definitely appreciate that. Um, any any messages, like, we'd more than be more than happy to re- receive any um like um um feedback yeah um any 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 questions, questions any any like theories it. anything like that at all yeah by all means hit us on any three of those platforms we'll be uh just ask her what was your twitter platform again sorry twitter handle sorry my personal yeah. one mine's at dst nick dst nick mine's at taylor1980 and the Facebook page, they're probably the three best ones to get Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks uh, me- uh, questions answered, you know, messages an- read, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, like, the Facebook page, like, that's that would be amazing. Like, like that would probably be the easiest one to get both of us on. Yeah, definitely. But otherwise, our personal Twitters, which we just gave, would probably be the best ones to hit us up on. Yep, sounds good. Is that all the social media covered? I think so, yeah. Think so, one final thing: How are you rating the episode? I'm going to stick with a four point five for this episode. Four point five. Yeah. No shock, but I'm going five again. <laughs> I'm not surprised, John. Yeah. But oh. like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd say it deserves a good five star. But yeah, I, I'm, 
I've say I've 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 only given one five star at the moment for this season. Yeah, and that was and, and I want to save that five star for someone else special. Something and up. I think the season finale might just get that. Yeah, definitely. I think we've got we've got something coming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's all from me. It's all from me. Great stuff. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on social media, and we'll be back next week with Twin Peaks Part Eleven. Yep. Thanks okay. very much. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.